Smile though your heart is aching Smile even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining through For you Light up your face with gladness Hide every trace of sadness Although a tear may be ever so near That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile If you just smile That was Smile, originally composed by Charles Chaplin or Charlie Chaplin, as we uh, many of us knew him, uh, or appreciate him now. Um, Jeffrey Parsons and John Turner for the lyrics, and originally sung, I believe, by Nat King Cole. And uh, it's been a long time since I've been on the airwaves for Cars Music Movies and uh, decided to start with a song. But we have a really cool car coming your way today. Uh, it has a big Hollywood connection. Some of you might remember the film The Graduate, directed by Mike Nichols, starring Dustin Hoffman, Anne Bancroft, Catherine Ross, William Daniels, Murray Hamilton, Elizabeth Wilson, and a host of other talented individuals. The car, which Dustin Hoffman drove in the film, is a 1967 Alfa Romeo Spider. belongs to a good friend of mine, Andrew. And if you happen to be banging around on the uh, Cars, Music, and Movies YouTube page or perhaps Instagram, um, you might have seen some videos uh, entitled Andrew and the Alpha, and you can see that exact car that I'm going to be talking about. And it's had some restoration work, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And we're just going to jump right in. And I will tell you that the spirit is alive and well in this marvelous machine. I talked about the Hollywood pedigree already. Um, performance numbers. Now, I've ridden in the car. haven't driven it yet. Um, little shout-out to Haggerty Insurance. They want Andrew to be the only driver. I'm down with that. I know how it works um, and would love to drive it. But I had a great time as a passenger. Looking at the factory performance numbers, they're a little deceptive because the car does feel quite a bit quicker. Um, the factory rated it at between 107 to 125 horsepower and between 103 to 115 foot-pounds of torque. Top speed is around 115 miles an hour with 60 miles an hour arriving in about 9.7 seconds. The actual size of the engine is 1,570 cc's, which, if I'm doing my math correctly, rounds to about 96 cubic inches. This car has an absolutely stunning design by Battista Pininfarina. This design was conceived in 1966, and it was actually the last design credited to him personally. Um, as many of you may know, Pininfarina, the design house, went on to craft a number of stunning designs um, up into the modern era. And I also want to make sure to let you know to hang in, because we do have a phone interview coming up with Andrew. Um, he may actually be driving the car, so you may get to sample some engine notes here and there, hands-free, of course. 
um, things being what they are. Hopefully, we'll uh, get some in-person interviews coming your way soon as well. But like I said, in the meantime, make sure to check out uh, Cars Music Movies on YouTube. That's Cars Music and Movies on YouTube uh, and Instagram. The website is just carsmusicmovies.com, and you can actually find me on Twitter as well, where I've got a whopping five followers currently, so feel free to jump in and join that party. And uh, this is Cars Music... Oh, music and movies. I didn't mention the music pick. Obviously, you know, uh, the film pick is The Graduate. So the music or song pick, I should say, is Mrs. Robinson um, by Paul Simon. And there's an interesting kind of behind-the-music piece um, that involves the director, uh, Mike Nichols, and Paul Simon, and how that song came to be uh, matched up with the film. And there was a little bit of a title change uh, that happened um, as... Paul Simon was working on a number of songs for the film, and then when he got asked for a song, he had one in the can, and that's the one that got named Mrs. Robinson. But anyway, that's our official pick, uh, along with, it's going to be a twofer today, along with Smile, which you heard at the very beginning, a cappella, tried to get the notes somewhat correct, so <laughs> pardon that if I, if I didn't. Um, oh, one other thing about the 67 Spider, I believe there was one other variant Speaking of variants, this is a good one, uh, that had 1,750 cc's and about 130 horsepower, and 0 to 60 was a little bit, a little bit quicker, I want to say high 8s, just, just under 9 seconds to 60, and top speed I think was just a few miles per hour faster, 118, so that was another spec, if you will, that came out in 1967. Now I'm going to wrap things up, and uh, this is Will signing off until we have our phone call. We are live, everybody, with Andrew, the owner and star of Andrew and the Alpha. Welcome, Andrew. Howdy. How's it going? It's going great, man. You uh, in progress. You're in the Alpha right now, shifting or rowing, I should say, through the gears. I'm sitting in LA traffic right now, so I don't know how much shifting I'm doing. Rut row. Not much about third gear. Now I, you know, I have to ask. My first question is 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 one that uh, I think maybe is a clarification question on whether or not this is the actual 1967 Alfa Romeo Spider from the Graduate. Oh no, it is definitely not that car. All right. No. Uh, I think that they had three of them, or you probably know better than I do, but I think they had three of them for that. And I think only one or two made it out in one piece. And uh, I don't know where those are. But, you know, interesting thing that, that that car was done to the American spec. So that had the red rear taillights. Um, and it also had the chrome rings around the headlights. And this car has the um, acrylic cowls over the headlights, and it has the European red and orange taillights so there are a couple small differences that if you were uh, if you were seeing the car from a distance you could kind of note ah this is not uh a graduate style car tell us how long you've had the car since november 2020 um and what happened was a friend of uh, my boss actually had the car and he has a couple of alphas i think he actually has a 69 or a 70 um Duetto that is uh, 1750. So that would be um, the the Veloce, I guess, Spider Veloce. Uh, not a six, Spider 1600 one, this model. 
And so he he was trying to raise the money to, uh, to I guess, I don't know if he wanted to buy a house or something like that. Some, some, what I seem to remember. And, uh, and so he wanted to get out of the car, and I was looking at this at the time. Uh, and so it was very serendipitous. And that was about November, November of 2020. And, uh, and then, you know, the car was in and out of the shop for the next year or so. Um, because I'm a little bit picky and uh, there's certain things that I wanted to uh, have updated and fixed and um, just, you know, general maintenance that, you know, hadn't been done or I, I don't know how much of it all was necessary, but, uh, you know, so I basically went through the route of during all the COVID stuff, trying to get all the work done. And luckily I was able to get it into a position where I can, you know, when my other car's in the shop, I'm driving it to work right now. So obviously it's pretty reliable and uh, just a really a, a blast to drive. And thanks for sharing that story with us. And uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm all for getting it right. Yeah, I mean, you want to get it right. But there's, there's obviously that balance, you know, because uh, as, as um, a lot of people have told me throughout the process, like, you know, I'm not trying to create a trailer queen where it's something that you won't want to drive or that'll be too precious or also too expensive. Right. So it's striking that balance between something usable that you can enjoy and something that also, you know, looks good and performs well and won't leave you stranded. So, you know, since you've been through this restoration process, for listener, our listeners out there, for anyone considering getting one of these, um, you know, a 1967 Alfa Romeo Spider or something similar, what, what would you have them look out for? Maybe when they're doing a PPI, like a pre-purchase inspection, what should they look for? Yeah, um, you know, I, I had the same questions when I was making the decision to, to jump into this one. And, uh, and I, I looked a lot online. I looked at what, uh, you know, different people were saying. There's a bunch of videos of what to look for. And, you know, I think that the main thing to look for is probably rust because the bodies, I think, what I heard is that they used some pretty terrible steel okay. at the time, and it, it just doesn't hold up. So, I mean, I know the problem with the one I had was the floor pans were starting to rust through, and they had been repaired before as well. I mean, there were sections that had been cut out and welded with new metal, and even that was rusting. So, you know, they had to come out. The good news is that there's a couple of uh, great resources. I mean, there's probably four or five shops, um, some here in the U.S., uh, and then some in the U.K., that have such a great selection of parts available, uh, like the floor pans. I was able to just purchase those and ship them over, and they weren't too expensive. I think they were maybe, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to commit to a number, but even under a hundred dollars or just around a hundred dollars a piece in time plus shipping. Wow. And so, you know, when you're shipping over a bunch of parts, that's not crazy. And the no. fact that those are in in production, uh, and pretty much almost every body panel for this thing's in production. So. That's, that's a really good thing about these cars. It makes them easy to work on. You don't have to manufacture too many parts. Yeah, thank you for, for that information. And no, those, those are not crazy prices. <laughs> what are your favorite things about the car? Yeah, um, you know, so there's a few things about the car that I, that I couldn't have known going into the purchase that I, you know, grew to appreciate as I've been driving it. Uh, and one of those things is the... You know, the view in the car, the way it doesn't have the, the headrest and the way that the frame around the windshield is very thin and the rake of the windshield being very flat compared to more modern convertibles. I mean, even compared to the 1971 Alphas, the, the windshield is really straight up, pretty straight up and down. All of those things make for 
uh, a driving experience where you are really out there in the open. Um, you're sitting pretty high up. Like I keep my elbow a lot of times on the top of the door sill. Like right now, my elbow's on the top of the door sill when I'm driving. Um, and it's totally comfortable there. Uh, you can look around, you can see everything. And that's just so much fun. You know, if you're barreling down the, the freeway here in California and you don't have to use the mirrors at all. And in fact, I mean, the mirrors in this car weren't even, I don't know if uh, maybe I mentioned this to you before, but they were options. So I don't think that the side view mirrors came with the car and you'll see a lot of different configurations of how people added those on after the fact or dealerships most likely added them on. My, my uh, right side uh, side view mirror isn't even usable because it's behind the uh, the wing window frame here. I don't know what that's called. Some A-pillar support. But um, but I don't need it because I'm right there in the open and I'm just enjoying uh, you know, enjoying all of the air coming around me. Now, the one downside I will tell you is that having that very open, wonderful feeling comes at a cost of anything above about 65 miles per hour. It sure gets windy. So... Uh, it's not the best car if you're looking to do sort of Autobahn-style cruising, um, unless you love the wind, in which case, go for it. But uh, but that is the one caveat. So you're not going to be cruising at 85 comfortably with the top down uh, like some of these you know new Porsches. But I think that it's well worth it for the experience when you're going at lower speeds. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for just being able to ride along and, and experience, um, you know, experience, experience the car that way. It was, it was a treat. So thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I mean, one of these days we'll get you driving it for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely something worth doing. And, uh, I just think, I think I have to call them or something like that. I don't know how it really works. No worries. Well, they're good folks, and uh, who knows? Maybe they'll even sponsor me f- uh, moving forward for a little shout out there. I know they're uh, they're a good go to for the. They just went public, so they should have a bunch of cash lying around. They should kick some of your way. I just want to take this opportunity because I don't think I did earlier in the podcast just to give you an official shout out, just for being really so so generous with your time, showing me the car, letting me photograph it, video it. Um, you know, going on these mini shoots. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Totally welcome. I'm pulling in right now, but uh, have a great rest of your episode, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks again, and happy motoring. Very good. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Well, you heard it there, folks. That was Mr. Andrew, uh, owner of that beautiful 1967 Alfa Romeo Spider. As for me, I think we are wrapped as far as time. Again, I hope to be at you again uh, before too long. So happy motoring. Stay safe, everybody. This is Will with Cars, Music, and Movies, signing out.